You know, folks, they say behind every great man is a kick-ass woman. I may have improvise that a little bit, cancel me baby style, but you get the gist. And today I am in this musical fortress, as you can see, with two kick-ass women behind a name you may have heard of, Trace Atkins, huge country superstar. So today I am with, this is like really badass because we're in Nashville. We have the generations of women here. Um, we have Trace's ex-partner. You really discovered him. You now have your own music talent management business. Rhonda Forla Atkins here and Trace's daughter, Mackenzie. So, and you're a Gen Zer, right? Yeah. Kind of. 25. I'm 25. Okay, okay. So it's actually, I'm millennial. It's cool. We have like the, the generation. We we yes. And here. we got it going on today. So, um, and, and Rhonda's not any, like there are a lot of people who have an eye and a knack for talent, but Rhonda here has been in the business for over 30 years. You're the architect. So we have the architect. And the celebrity whisperer today, ladies, we have a lot to talk about. We sure do. We we have yes. a lot to talk about. Well, first of all, thank you for welcoming me into your gorgeous place here. Of course, we're glad to have you. Thank you so much. And you know, to really just get the vibe of all of this to people watching and listening, obviously, a hot button topic in country right now is women making their way in and having power. Now you're sort of seeing it with fresh eyes because you know, you're so young, you've been in this business. You helped basically discover Trace yes. when he was an up and coming talent here in yes. town. He's playing in a, a no place. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to, before we get into that, when it comes to women having power in country music, what you've seen over the last three decades, from a bird's eye kind of view, what's changed? How do you see it? Do we have a ways to go? Is it not as bad as the media makes it out, i.e. women have no power? I mean, look what you've built, right? It's amazing. Uh, see, I think women have always had power. It just decides how you want to use it. You know, if you're going to work hard and understand your craft and you just play better with everyone, it doesn't really matter, man or woman. I know a lot of people feel that way. And when I came to town in 1989, it was quite a different scene than it is now. But um, how so? Women were not, there were no women running anything, really. I mean, there was, Connie Bradley was at ASCAP. Frances um, uh, Preston was at BMI. Um, there were some women, big, big power players, there were. Right. But you didn't see any, you didn't see a woman running a record label. I can't think of a, a woman manager. Whereas now, some of the hottest acts in country music have women managers. Back then, they didn't. It was more, um, we were more a little bit more backseat, but I've always had a little bit of a big mouth. So, <laughs> you know, I just kind of stated my opinion, but in a nice, kind way. And I think that's how you get to the top, you know? That's, and, that's my style. And now when you see Mackenzie and her generation coming up, it's, is it all that different? It is or it isn't. I, I think it's different because I think women are more accepted now than they were back then. I think before it was more like, well, and I'm like, yeah, excuse me, right? <laughs> but I'm competitive, you know. So um, that. that's. I think that's why that I I didn't 
I kind of, I guess the word that a lot of people use now is manifest, you know, I manifested it to be better, but I, I did. I was just like, why can't I do this? Right. You know, why not? That's always been my way of thinking. Yes. Why not? I agree. And I always, you know, I take issue because I feel no shade, but I feel like the Gen Zers harp on the negative, like women are suppressed, women are put down, women, you know, and I always look at it the same way as you, which is, look, we haven't perhaps been able to climb the ranks as men as fast as them in the past, but we have our own power that they can't ever have. And we're gaining even more and more and more. Let's not knock how far we've come and what we're, where we're going now from your vantage point, you're like between those two worlds, because I'm sure you see that all the time from your generation. However, you have this, you know, kick-ass role model. Um, so how do you see it when you hear all the time, like women, there aren't enough, you know, voices or powerhouses when the way I see it, it's the same as you. It's like, we're, we're killing it. Like let's ride that train versus harp on the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. I think that there's, I think that there's a lot more women um, that feel like they can go out and kind of like run shit and do things now than than they're used to. From what I don't know, from what I understand. But I also think that I don't. I don't think it has to be something that's like. Um, I don't. I don't really think about it, honestly. That's, I really don't think about it. No, I agree. It's like, like it's not bad. I, no, okay. it's so many, but it's it permeates into so many issues. It's, I almost feel like making it more of a thing makes it a thing yes exactly it's like That's just what I let mean. us yeah. like crush it. it it almost like puts it in our heads yeah that we're down right. and that's why I love your story because it's like I was in this town I had a big mouth and I did my shit period right. oh I, I, mean, um, I made people mad like men mad because I would go against like what they thought right. or whatever but when I you know I was at Arista Records for eight years um, I think maybe nine or 10 years total, but eight years paid. Um, but, and then when I left that job and put the team together around trace and worked with trace, no one ever thought that I would be his manager. Like, even though I did all the work to do everything, it was like, well, you're going to hire a manager, you know? And I actually was oh, talked to by people, um, which I won't name names, but other celebrity, um, wives that told me you can't be his manager. You're either going to be the wife or you're going to be the manager. You can't be both. Oh, hell no. But back then, uh, she's like, but back, <laughs> but back then it was like, it was like, if you, if I did that, it could hurt Trace's career. So I just, so I became a member of the team, but I was literally a member of the team. I sat around the tables. We came up with the ideas. We brainstormed all, all that stuff, but I was behind the scenes member right. of the team. Like everyone knew that I was, cause I'd worked for Arista for so long. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think now if, if the time was now and I, I was McKinsey's age and I did everything I'd done for Trace, then I would have just, yeah, she's a manager. So I do think that that's different sure. from then till now. Sure. Um, it wasn't even thought about. But That's interesting. But I was definitely going to be working for him or right. with him. Let right. me take that back. With him. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And, and, and we had that agreement from the beginning that we were a team. So, so you're so hysterical because I'm not going to lie, even coming into this interview, I thought, and this is something I want to pick both of your brains on, yeah. right? How much um, do you own, you know, being tied to Trace Atkins, obviously your father, your ex-partner versus how much is it like a stubborn, like, no, I'm going to carve my own step out of that shadow, so to speak. I'm going to carve my own path. 
I'm going to do my own thing. Mackenzie's like nodding. This is interesting. And yes, go ahead. I think this is just a, my take on it at least. I think mom is very, like you're very proud of everything that you did and everything that you, yeah, that you built and that you worked on. You still say all the time that his voice is the most amazing voice in country that you've ever heard. Yeah. And I totally believe in him. Yeah, exactly. Professional. Which is interesting, <laughs> which is, which, which is, we're going to talk about your wall because it's iconic. Well, which is interesting because for me, I mean, I, and I tell mom this all the time, I boycotted country music for like the first 20 years of my life. Because of that, because you're like, no, oh no, I'm going to, I'm so stubborn so I could see myself. Oh, oh I literally, we would be going to, we would be going to CMA Fest and I was like, and this is going to sound a little bratty, but I was like, I wish I was at Bonnaroo, you know, like being 10, 12, 13 years old. It's like the chip on your shoulder because it's like, yes, you better be proud of country music because it's what's feeding you and it's what put the clothes on your back. So, you know, buckle up and we're going and smile. And and I I, I, I grew to appreciate it, of course. Like, I grew to appreciate everything. Yeah. And and now, and now I even, I like country music and I can, I can appreciate it so much more. But I think it was just one of those things where, and growing up, I mean, this is going to get to the nepotism thing, so we can probably skip to that later. But I just feel like growing up, even in elementary school, kids wanted to be my friend. And it was this you huge – you, you never know. Fake, I'm sure. Yeah, and especially in Nashville. I think if I was somewhere else, it might not have been that big of a deal. So But true. because I was here, it was just – and and I was just like, it's just my dad. Like, why is everyone it – was, it, was, it was very – it was a huge chip on my shoulder. I'm sure you get that still. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In Nashville, absolutely. Like, Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I don't, I don't tell people, which it sounds like saying it out loud. It sounds ridiculous. Cause I'm like, it's, it's my, like my dad's, it's just my dad. Like I'm not, you know, it's not this yeah. big of a deal that everyone's making it out to be. And I, and I think that's why it was so, I was so like boycotty for like for that that's long so because it was just, yeah, but it was you a know, real thing. it's a real thing. Like how do you really know that someone wants to like you for you or I'm they sure. want to like you for who I'm they sure. think you are or what they think you your life you. is and or, get from you. Yes. And it's so funny because I feel like somehow on cancel me baby, it's like the rite of passage with Nepo babies. Like I had Val Kilmer, son Jack on, I had Brandon Jenner on. It's yes. the funniest thing. I'm like, they just like come through my show and, awesome. here, and here they are. But it's really interesting and it's this really interesting dichotomy because I have a foot in both worlds. Like I can totally see your point of view. Um, And again, it's like I I try to put myself in your shoes. It's like – because I am stubborn. Like being like, no, like I'm going to carve my own path or owning it and being like, hell yeah, I'm going to get in front of people. You know, my parents are in retail. Like, you know, you guys are – you're doing the thing out there in retail. But – um, the other end of it of like getting in front of people and in the doors mm-hmm. that others wouldn't. And how do you want that line of what you said of like owning it and being like, I'm going to take advantage. And also what you said, like not being a brat. I was, I think I'm, I, I'm, I own it a lot more now, especially right. being in the music business and, and, and talking to so many people all the time about things. I'm very fortunate to have had the experiences that I had sure. and I really didn't understand that. Like I have been in incredible areas I've been backstage at so many different things I've met so many people like I have I'm fortunate that I don't really get starstruck so I can work with a lot of people that I'm, I'm not going to freak out over and I think that it's it's a, it's really interesting because I didn't I didn't understand that mm-hmm. and so I definitely own it a lot more now than I used to like I'm right. not I'm not bratty about it anymore guys I promise what's what's kind of funny is 
your version of it is like the every teenage, but like on yeah. another, like I'm thinking about it, right? And it's like, even when I was young, you're talking about your teenage years, like, oh, I wish I was at Bonnaroo. Like the things I'd be a brat about with my parents, like, like just let me out through curfew, like whatever. And now it's yeah. like you grow to accept yeah. it. And it's like, it's a different version, yeah. but it's hysterical because yes. it's, it's like two sides of the mm-hmm. same coin. And I, and I think I still, you know, like, I'm still a little both sides. Like, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to own it. I love, you know, I love having all those experiences and I'll talk to people, people about it. And I, I actually ask to go to events with my dad now. Like, I actually oh, want yeah. to go on set for his shows and stuff. Like, I want – that's what I do. Like, I want to be learn, in the industry. Learn. I want to learn. I want to do things. Right. I want to go with him to shows. And it's gone to the point now where he's like, why do you keep asking to come to all this that, stuff? But I can attest because you're, she's – you've done a good job because she's a hard worker. I've seen it. Um, before we get to your iconic – before and after trace wall. As soon as I walk in, Rhonda's like, okay, so this is the trace wall. This is life. It's like BT and AT, like before trace and after trace. Um, I'm so curious what you ladies think, because it's got so much heat when the Kardashians, when Kim Kardashian, similar thing, right? Already kind of had the famous name. And now some of the most famous people have built an empire. I tip my hats to them because I think love it or hate it I think what they've done is impressive now when Kim said get off your ass and work nobody wants to work everybody lost their minds and I defended her I was like she's right nobody does want to work I so I completely agree so how right because people were like oh easy for you to say you know your dad was OJ Simpson's lawyer you had a sex tape this that and I'm like she's still right Right. (laughs) so coming from you have that parallel um background is there, you said there's validity in that. Yes. Oh, yes. Nobody wants to work. No, totally. That's the problem I've had with my company. Uh, even yeah. with my show. Yeah. These kids, these kids, don't, they don't want to do any. I'm no. like. I call them silver platter artists. They yes. want it. They want it. Hand, here you go. Here's your career. It's like, no, you have to put in the work. You have to do social media, even though maybe yeah. none of us want to. You have to practice. You have to hustle. You know? With that being said. How do you both feel? Because when I talked to Jack Kilmer about the nepotism thing, he made a good point, which is it's different now than it was maybe when my dad was coming up in that now everyone's famous, like the TikTok and the this and the that. When it comes to country music, it's so – and anything in entertainment, right? I saw it on the red carpet for years. Back then when Trace was coming up, it was a different kind of getting your foot in the door because how do you – the gatekeepers, how do people see you? Now everybody sees you. So it's a different kind of hustle of how do you break through all that noise. Back then it was how do I break through, period, and get in the room. Um, And there's a chip on shoulders, even mine, right, because of TikTok and these different avenues of people – let's just call it how it is – who aren't talent making it, who aren't gifted or talented who are making it. The algorithm made them. Well, how do you see that and navigate that um, even in your business? Well, I, I think that all the social media stuff is a problem. Period. I think it's a problem personally for children, like because I have three kids, right? I see them much more attached to their phone and staring at their phone and not looking at people in the eye. All the things that you hear a lot of people say. Yes. They get more caught up in what is my world going to look like? Me too. What is my website going to look like? What is my um, Instagram going to look like? Is this, we need to get the shot. Like you're not living in the moment. You're living and capturing the moment to, so you can post it so everyone can think you're cool or that you're successful or whatever. Can't we just be? I just want to be. I, I miss, I, it's sad to me. I'm so lucky that, you know, I'm 59 years old that I got to grow up when I grew up 
that I didn't, I could actually live. I feel like people aren't living now. No, well, they're also, living for their phone. Not, not to take a turn for the dark, but like the mental repercussions. Oh, oh, oh. And, and on it, and, and all that. It's stuff. terrible. And like no. And, and we're talking about, you know, women today and the generational gaps. Like, I don't know if you saw this. There was a new study how one in three teenage uh, girls have been suicidal, a 60% increase from even the last year. Like, it's just crazy. But on a talent level, I see the clash of the two worlds. And I will say, Nashville is obsessed with TikTok. Every meeting I take with a manager, a, a you know, they're no. obsessed. I've never seen away? a city like it. What are they going to do? Right. What are they going to do if TikTok goes away exactly. or Instagram goes away? You've built your whole life yes. on that platform and poof, it's gone. They're obsessed. But what's They're so interesting, I mean, it's crazy. No, exactly. And what's so interesting is I'll hear this feedback even with my own platform all right. day long from people here. However, and it's kind of sad, but there's something about that grit and that hustle. Like I'll go on to Broadway or I'll go to the local or I'll go to any of these venues and I'll see these musicians. And I'm thinking to myself, they probably have three side jobs, a wife, and they're doing this in the hopes of a dime a dozen to break through. Okay. And there's something about that. People call me old school, but there's something about that grit, I think. Um, and it's interesting here because it's like you're watching them both play out simultaneously. Right. I, I do think, I think social media has some good sides to it. Like you can see more people than you ever could see before. But then I think the old way of artists getting broke also was good because they got rid of a lot of the clutter. Yes. And now I there's agree. so many different places to look. It's I mean, too much. What are, how many acts maybe would we not have ever seen? Like, would Fleetwood Mac just have been lost on TikTok because they didn't want to do social media as much and we couldn't have heard all that great music because they didn't want to go live on TikTok three times a day and post on Instagram, Shoot. whatever, and all that, all that <laughs> no, stuff literally. you got to do that you're more interested in, in doing all that than practicing because you got to practice you got to practice your craft if you're going to be awesome yep i'm so glad that you brought up fleetwood because i stevie nicks is my hero and, and it, it reminds me of you ladies because i'll always say how stevie nicks is like my feminist icon because here she is singing like talking shit on lindsey buckingham while he's playing guitar behind her like iconic i saw her at the forum when i was in la literally i'm in the nosebleeds and they come out playing the chain and i literally am like melting down like it's oh. fine uh, yeah so the cassette out had to get another cassette. <laughs> exactly um icon so going off of that right like I had alluded to, your before, uh, which side is which now? The right side is me when I first moved to town. It's kind of like a, a scrapbook of my life. Yes. The right side when you're walking down the hall is when I first moved to town, and I was so blessed that I got to be around the Highwaymen and Randy Travis and get the job at Heirs to Records and go from marketing to publicity and work with Tim Dubois and all the people at Arista. We did, you know, that. I got to work with Brooks and Dunn and Alan Jackson and Diamond Rio and Blackhawk and Leroy Parnell and all these unbelievable Pam Tillis, Michelle Wright, you know, so, so many great talents and like then, no big deal. It's and like... then discovered Trace at, um, at the Marriott hotel and, and then hired the team around him and, you know, work with him for 20 years. And mm -hmm. now we're going, we're still going through our crazy divorce, even though a lot of people don't realize that I'm I still think, not officially divorced. I think that's how you said it with the, uh, with the wall. You're like, you know, before, after yeah. and partnership and, and like the crazy divorce, like it's all in these walls, but it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful array that you have here. And 
it's really interesting because again, it's like, I feel like you have your feet in both worlds, both the before and after, whether it be Trace, whether it be the context of country music. I mean, all these iconic names, something else that is such a hot button. Um, I hear it time and time again, right? Being in the mainstream media is country music is the old white men's game. Country music is the old white men's game. We hear it over and over and over as someone who discovered Trace as someone who, again, he's this icon in country music is his daughter. When you hear that, how does it, what's your immediate reaction? Is it like, is it an overreaction? Is it like, oh, that's awkward because that is like my family. Like, what does it make you feel? Because I hear it all the time. Yeah. I think a lot of people say that all the time. I think it can be true in some circles, but it depends on how you want to carry yourself. You know, if you want to bow down to all the men and say it's a white man's world or whatever, then that's your world, but it's not mine. You know, I mean, I, you can say that about any industry. You can say any, I've worked in material handling before I got into country music, lift trucks, conveyor belts, talk about a man's world. You know, I was with all men all the time. You know, I was very happy to get down here to Nashville and be around a lot of women. So the not that I don't love men, but anyway, (laughs) but you know, but you know, I, I think, I think life is what you make it, what you choose to make it. You're either going to like, I could sit back and curl up and go, Oh, my marriage fell apart. And now I'm a nobody and and nothing's going to work right. And I'm mad that I put on this weight because of whatever reason, but you know, I've got to decide how am I going to change my world and me? Cause at the end of the day, I'm responsible for me and what's around me. We're starting by the way, as soon as we wrap this with, you're going to join on board with operation sex goddess body. We talked about okay, this. So that's, but, 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 and I'm going to, and I want you to thank you so much. Yeah. I filled her in you guys before this. Um, uh, thank you. Um, I saw you nodding like crazy when I brought yeah. that up, but, and I just want to quickly before I get your input, I love what you said because you're right. It permeates into any business, um, especially entertainment and particularly artists. And they'll say, you know, I have all these misogynists and social media and all this and all that. And it breaks my heart because it makes me sad for them, number one. But number two, I don't experience it. And I think it's to what you're saying. It's with anything like I think ultimately you dictate how people in your orbit are going to treat you. So it's what you make of it. It's kind of like what you said. If you go into it with this mentality of like, oh, they're running the show and I'm a nobody, you're going to go in with that energy then. And that's what you're, that's That's what you're, you know, you, you're really, whoever you are, let's say you're a man, you're running a company and you're really smart and you're great at it. Then I want to become friends with you. Can you help me? I want to learn what you know. And 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 maybe I can help you. Maybe I can help you with what I know. I mean, a lot of men like women, so yeah, I was about play to say, it. I, was about to say, I mean, I personally, like coming from a generally generational standpoint, I guess, but I personally surround myself with a lot of women in general. I mean, all of our interns at the company are but women. It just happened to be that and way. Just happened to be that way. But I – True, you're right. Sorry, sorry, Jamie. Jamie, um, Jamie but, shout out to you. But, like, I mean, I mean, like, I, I think it can be what you make it. I mean, I'm in – I'm on the officer board of the Women Music Business Association. It's like 200 women surrounding me all the time. Like, you don't have to just be around men all the time if that's not what you want, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know this whole thing about it's a man's world, whatever. I, I don't know. I feel like that's that's so okay. negative. Okay, okay fine. Well, yeah, like I'm coming in. And you, you, like, you, should, <laughs> you have you honestly. Yeah, and this is gonna sound. This is gonna sound. 
a little ridiculous. You have to use your sexuality to your advantage because all these old white men go googly-eyed over me when I walk in a room. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't, why are you sorry? Just, no, enter no, Operation no, Sex Goddess exactly. Body. Like not they even, turn to much. Play to your strengths like what you said. No, exactly. It's not even, not even sorry. Like I'm apologizing for that, but just sorry in the sense of like, sorry no one's brought that up before, but it's true. I mean- you have you use that to your advantage. Right. They love you. But Great. Also, they can love you for being smart and intelligent well, and good at your job. And, and they if they cross the line. You put them in their place. Exactly. Period. Period. <laughs> Period. I say it all the time, and it's that thing where it's use it to your advantage. Because you're right. They'll go googly. I was talking on my show the other day about I didn't know this with the whole Pam Anderson, the new documentary, and all this. How back in the day she had a a meeting with Putin about like negotiating animal rights and i'm like could you imagine putin he probably was like whatever you say and then when you're smart yeah right and then when you're smart like both of you ladies are on top of it they lose their minds and you can have them like putty and that's what i want to empower women with and what's so sad to me is on both sides politically, they downplay this in one way or the other, right? I feel like on the far right side, it's like, that's bad. We can't have lust. You shouldn't be sexual. Be the nice, you know, put together woman who's making pie for her man. On the left, you're perpetually a Me Too victim who has no strength and who's just, you know, like I said, a victim of a misogynistic society. And the truth is somewhere in the middle, basically, right. what we're saying. Right. That's right. <laughs> you, need to, you need to study your craft, whatever it is. You need to be, if you want to compete, I don't care if you're competing with other men, you're competing with other women. You want to be the best, then you better study. Yes. Whatever yeah. it is. And then you can rise to the top. But I just don't believe in going to, into things negatively. I'm exactly. going to be, you know, as positive as possible. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to make friends with everybody that I can and surround myself with smarter people than me because I have a lot to learn. I always love the example of Cleopatra. It's like the bitch started like a world war, like yes. the beauty and yeah. the, the braids, like all of it, right? Yeah. 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 It's like play to that. And so Mackenzie, when you hear the gen whether it be your generation or even after you just complaining nonstop like even my generation right like even like Marin Morris with the faux standing up to the CMAs this whole boycotting it's like do it or don't right there's always complaining yeah. it's like how do you see it is it just like really like knock it off everyone I or think it's yeah I mean it, yeah it's <laughs> it's very knock it off it's very it, it comes off a little um uh, like it's just an excuse, honestly. Like unless it's a cop out, exactly. Unless it's you're genuine, you've well, genuinely been hurt or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know her, I don't know all their arguments. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know the whole Marin thing actually at all. I sure, probably should sure, read sure. up on that. But in in the sense of people complaining in general about it being a man's world and all that, sure. just going back to that. Right, right, right. I, it it sounds a little like an excuse. Like if you if you I don't know. It just I don't love well, it. Like you're talking about Marin, I'm really opinionated about something. If I am going to a concert to be entertained, I don't want to hear about your political stance. I could care less. I want to hear you sing, and I want to hear the songs, and I want to have fun, and I want to be escape. You know, because okay. I have best friends that are as far liberal as they can be. I have best and gay, and I have best friends that are conservative and Bible thumpers. Yes. Ditto. You know, because I think I can learn from everyone. I, I mean, and I'm by far not perfect. But if I'm going to a concert or I'm going to a movie, don't, I, I want to be, I want to escape from the life. That's what entertainment is to me. 
You know, what's so funny is I just did a solo episode on this and I, I brought up three examples in pop culture. One was like a Netflix movie. One was the Pam Anderson documentary. One was another thing. And the whole essence of the episode is what you're saying. It's like, we have become, we have made things so convoluted that we literally can't even be entertained because in our minds, we're like, hold on, is this a social message? Should I be enjoying this? Should I be offended? Like we've confused it so much. I'm like, make entertainment entertaining again, please. Like, well, we live with my mom. This is my mom's house. She's 94 years old. Oh, okay. So, and she's extremely conservative. And so Fox News, she's hard of hearing. Fox News is on 24 seven in this house. Okay. And you can hear it practically down here. It's true. It's true. Okay. Through the whole whole neighborhood. Through the whole house. All right. You know, I mean, then I'm the person on my phone. I get alerts from CNN and Fox. Funny to see how opposite they are from each other. I think it's funny. Oh, it's like a real life satire. It's, it's crazy. hysterical. It's just yeah. like, how can you spin it? I majored in journalism, so, but, so I like to I see know. the headlines. You know, but the spirit of Laura Ingram is in this house. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Oh yeah, all of them. You know. But what I heard last night was this comedian that was on um, one of their shows. I don't remember who it was, but he was saying how comedy can't be comedy comedy anymore 100%. because they're getting hit. For everything being, you know, a no-no or politically incorrect yeah, or whatever. Of course. And that's so sad. You know, it's like people are afraid to even open their mouths. And that's frightening. And, you know, when it comes to country music, because... So I'm from New England, lived in L.A. So this is all relatively new to me. I'm kind of seeing it with fresh eyes. And because the left extreme has this chokehold on culture and what you're saying. It's like the gateway of what is determining arbitrarily what is and isn't allowed. Number one, you have this umbrella stigma that everybody in country music is this, you know, MAGA, crazy, off the rails, right wing, you know, it's like the stigma. That's what I was going to say. I find time and time again, I'll be having conversations with people like you ladies And it's almost like, it's even what you just said. I have friends who are gay. I have this. And they're always um, in the position to defend themselves. Yeah. But you never get that on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't like. It's like, why do you have to defend as if you're in the clear, right? I'm not this. I have a gay friend. I'm not. It's just not good. I just am. I mean, if you're going to like me, that's okay. If you're not going to like me, okay. I don't know why you don't like me, but... I'm just going to, she's heard this since she was little. I'm going to like people for their heart and I'm going to practice the golden rule. And that's it. How, I mean, life is simple. How do you see it? And I'm going to pivot this to you and where you see it going even with the generation yeah. after you. Um, from, again, someone who's worked with so many iconic people over 30 years to now seeing this climate in this sense of what it is now. Are you like, what's happening? Yes, I'm like, what's happening? The people that I worked with when I first moved to town, you know, Waylon and Johnny and mm-hmm. Randy Travis and even Alan Jackson, you know, Ronnie Dunn, Kicks Brooks, all those guys, they worked their butts off. I mean, they were doing interviews all day long. They were on radio tours. They were writing songs. They were rehearsing. You know, they were on the road going from point A to point B. And now what I'm seeing is all these kids going, you mean I have to do TikTok once a day and post on Instagram mm-hmm. and you want me to practice? I'm already great. Oh, hell. I'm like, excuse so me? Well, first of all, I didn't even need my notes because this was such an organic, beautiful <laughs> conversation. But I literally have in here, difference now and then with ego, entitlement, and TikTok. So no. you literally took the words out of my mouth. But, it's crazy. And but, I don't understand it. And it actually scares me a little bit because mm-hmm. that people think that 
that they don't have to work to get where they are. You know, I mean, everyone, everybody needs to like, don't expect handouts. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't afford to do what you do, then do what I did. You know, I worked at McDonald's. I worked at Child World. You know, I did, I did a bunch of different jobs so I could go to where I wanted to go. Girl, I'm still doing them behind the scenes. Like my, my listeners don't even know. Like it is nonstop. Yeah, the Um, the word is side hustle. Side hustle. Side hustle. It goes back to the Kim thing too. Like everyone was so mad at her for that, but it's true. Like, I mean, like, yeah, her, her dad is, was OJ's lawyer and yeah, all of her sisters are famous too, but she has, she has to work just as much as everybody else does. Like if it's this whole, you know, going back to the netbook conversation, it's like, if, if, if it's this thing of they didn't have to work to get where they are, I, like, I should probably be, you know, a yeah. country music star by now. Like, like, you know, I was going to say, I, right, everyone Sometimes would do it, it. Like, right. To have a famous parent because does, they expect yeah. you to be able to sing or they expect you to be able to act or do whatever. But, you know, I mean, don't you think family-run business, you know, actors' families and musicians' families, it's a family-run business. You know, and a lot of family-run businesses pass help down to their children you know look at the local tire store you know right. whatever the tire store is they're, they're going to train their kids right. to be able to work at the store right and then they're going to eventually want to hand the store down to their kids to run it isn't that kind of what like everybody's doing right. if you're a good parent you want to help your children right. you know but i think you should work to get it mm-hmm. yeah i don't think you should get handouts <laughs> exactly Going back to what you talked about when you worked with your artists, perhaps on their come-ups, doing all of these interviews and all this, um, there's the element that we're talking about, which is now, it's like, why do I even have to do that, right? The entitlement. But even taking it a step further, I always miss and reminisce. Like, I call it the Wild West. Even, like, the MTV days. Like, the stuff you would see at, like, the award shows and people going off the rails. And now everyone, like you said, is afraid to do everything. But if you acknowledge that, it's almost like you're ignorant because we need all these things. Now, we can acknowledge perhaps, yes, some of it needed to be aired out mm-hmm. and out there. But like, let's also call it how it is. In so many ways, I feel like it's now the no fun club. It's what you said. It's like entertainment can't even be fun. Mm-hmm. So when you think about your clients like now and then, even in interviews, right? Even then, it's like they could say whatever. Now, ever, I even just recently had an interview with Blake Shelton and I talked to him. It was like vanilla at best. Nothing got crazy. I was talking to him about this clash in country music and this divide and his PR, their heads were like, what? Like brought to another dimension. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, how do you see it in that regard and how do you advise your artists? Are you like, just be honest? Are you, do you advise them like, you know what? Don't go there. It's not worth it. And again, is that sad to you that back then it's like, it had more of a luster and a fun and a free element, I think to it. Well, I think some of the best advice I received was from Charlie Daniels. She's heard this before at the Opry with Trace. And we were worried about that very thing. Thing back in oh no kidding that would have been let's see me think that would have been like 1996, 1997. We were worried because Trace was conservative, you know, and Charlie uh, Daniels is a very conservative Christian. And we're like, how did you handle that? You know, like I had been a publicist forever, but I kind of wanted to get Charlie's take on it. He's older, you know, statesman person, and he's like, here's how I here's how I look at it. You know, there's 300 million people live in the United States. And there's, you know, half the country's um, Republican, half is Democrat. So if you're just you and you're real and you're honest Mm -hmm. and you get half the country to like you, is that enough money for you? Mm -hmm. And I sat back and went, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just just be you. 
be honest, be kind. That was his message. And I've kept that forever. It also really fascinates me how, because coming out of Hollywood, it almost felt like they had this, and I'm sure you have experienced this, this kind of holier than that, like country music is like the little baby sister to Hollywood, right? Like that idea. (laughs) And it's so fascinating to me, like time and time again, how you see even what what happened with Morgan Wallen, right? Which I think that whole thing was ridiculous, but how you see him going to number one on the charts. I don't know, like this was news to me. You would think the number one sport in this country was um, football, the NFL, it's NASCAR. And it's like that same thing with country. It's like, right? But if you listen to the media, you would never think that. So it's like, where's the lie? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, Morgan having the number one album on Billboard for the entire year and then what you watch the Grammys and there's like one table of country people. Exactly. It's pretty crazy. Well, and the whole Morgan thing, I think what's sad about the news in general is you don't get the truth. Like we know the truth about that story. You know, we had an intern actually that was there that night. We know the total truth about that story. And what came out about that story isn't the truth. I'm not surprised. You know, his best friend is black. So what what was going on between the two of them, it's really sad that someone who lived across the street captured that, but perhaps maybe if they were as wild and rowdy as what it seemed that they were, they should have been living out in the middle of 50 acres and being wild and rowdy and not waking up all your neighbors because, you know, you're going to wake up people that are going to be a little grumpy, but over and over again. But I think what's really sad is when... When a story goes out there, and it's kind of like the telephone game when we were little, you know, and you're all in a circle and you're telling a secret to one person, a secret to another, and by the time it gets to the news, you don't even have the truth anymore. No. I miss that. It doesn't I miss even have to go that truth. far. That's the sad part. Yeah. And I know because I've been in it. Like, it literally doesn't even have to go through this or this or this. It literally can be one story, and an editor decides, and that's what it is. And the thing that's so yeah, wild right. to me is. I sat down with somebody, a big executive at a big platform here in Nashville, um, not too long ago. And they said to me, they didn't want to have Morgan on their platform for an interview because it would risk their reputation. And I'm thinking, how stupid are you people? First of all, everybody would listen to that. Yeah. How dumb is that? Like Number ones, I mean, oh my God. Or even like for to have him like well, air I out mean, his side. Like, you, you know, yeah. the whole black and white thing. I'm going to love you for you. I'm not going to love you for the color of your skin. I'm not going to dislike you for the color of your skin. People are saying I'm rare, but yet all the people I know from all walks of life think like me. So how am I so rare? So I feel like they're trying to create a new civil war. And and it's not that. I mean, her best friend growing up, our next door neighbors were black. Shout out to Jasmine. Yeah. Jasmine. Jasmine for the win. But I wouldn't have even, I didn't like, I didn't love them because they were black. I loved them because they were nice people. So So what's wrong? Why can't we all just, I don't know. People look at me like I have three heads when I say things like that. And that's okay. It's similar to the women thing. It's Mm -hmm. it's again, it's like if we put it in people's heads. So I'll tell you again, I grew up in very um, liberal, right? New York, LA, these sort of cities and coming here. It's exactly what you're saying, what you're both saying. People put it in my head, both as a woman, they're like, they're going to be misogynistic and the race. They're like, if you go out now, I have a friend who grew up in the South going off of the Morgan Wallen story, who's white. And she actually was the minority in an all black, um, school down here in the South. And she's like, people just called each other that white between black as a term of endearment, right? Which I think goes off the Morgan Wallen thing. But 
um, people t- put it in my head about the race uh, thing too. They're like, if you go, I'm like, I don't know. Like Nashville seems like a pretty cool melting pot, like what I'm used to. And they're like, oh no, you go 10, 15 minutes. It's a different world. So between that, the woman thing, it's like now I'm actively looking out for it. It's like now I ha- they're it's putting it radar. in my head. It never was on your radar before. You, like how, how much does said, that help or she hurt She didn't us? even think about, you know, it's just my dad. You know, yeah. it's, 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 if people put things in your head, then you're, it's going to become bigger than what it really is. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, before we wrap, given that my show is called cancel me baby and I love getting into all these, these issues, um, there, I feel like there's a, we're coming kind of at a breaking point now. I've been talking about all this. My show turns three. So now everyone's, thank you. Everyone's kind of coming around to it now. They're like, cancel culture is bad. I'm like, where have you been for the last three years? It's fine. I've only been saying this. But I feel like now it's kind of coming to a, um, a head and people are like, it's not a real thing anymore. No one gives a shit. People don't care about cancel culture. Um, I want your both of your opinion because I would beg to differ. I think my Blake Shelton story is a perfect example of that, of me having a totally fair co- – and he's like, what's with the divide? Like nothing crazy. He's like, can't we all have a beer and get along? I'm like, me too. Yet they don't want that out there because they have they got to protect the image, right? Blake you were publicist. Blake in you know. real life is totally politically correct. That's what I love. Like I was like, <laughs> let's do this. And we're at his bar. We're like backstage behind his bar having beer. So I I'm like, it's Blake perfect. Shelton. Totally. Um, so with that, even with that example, it's like, I can't believe we're at a place where I think in country music and not, it's very much still protected and people walking on eggshells. It's fear. And when you have fear as a basis of anything, especially fear in the basis of a creative world, you're not even going to have success because if you're afraid of anything that you say, how can you possibly be creative? How? No, you know, if everybody is boxing you in, you have to be safe. You have to be vanilla. You can't speak what you really think. Then how are we going to have all different kinds of things for all different kinds of people to like? Isn't that what music's all about? You're supposed to be hearing about all these social issues and all these different things to, so we can all be better people. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so people can express themselves Exactly. and if they're afraid and then you have the people with the money, they're not going to back the song to, to give the marketing to break an artist because you're afraid of X, Y, Z, what's going to happen to, 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 to all of music, to all of everything. It's, it's actually, I think it's scary. I do too. I mean, it's the antithesis of freedom. It's not freedom. Um, where do you both see it going from here? And for you, Rhonda, do you miss uh, again, like what I would call the wild west of those days where it's the sort 90s. of like the anything goes. And again, people could be like, oh, well, it's not okay back then. But the truth is, again, there was that fun, so liberate, right? Fun. Like if when I was on Music Row in the 90s, <laughs> I did not know that we were in what I call the golden era of country music because it was so much fun. I mean, Urban Cowboy had opened the floodgates and yeah. all kinds of things were happening. But, you know, th- there was tons of politics like there still is you know radio had way too much control um it's like a different shape shifted it's oh yeah you know but i think you know at the end of the day you just have to rock on and do the best that you can and i still believe if you practice a golden rule and you're nice to people and you be you you'll have enough you have enough and don't be mean there's no reason to be mean no there's a line see that's the thing there's a line of being 
irreverent, like we're saying, and then just being a flat out like bully causing problem. Like that's not necessary. There's a line. And you, and I, I don't think you should use, it depends on what kind of artist you are. You can be an artist that your whole platform is political and that's what you want to be about. And you want to use that platform to preach or whatever. That's fine. But then, then don't say that you're not that be that. Well, I have to say I was, I want to say pleasantly surprised, but not. I was like sadly surprised because people were like, oh, you're going to Nashville. You're going to have a blast with like country stars and the things they kind of have this freewheeling, you know, whatever, and especially your vibe and what you talk about. And I have to tell you, I feel like country stars are more guarded and uh, calculated than like uh, Hollywood actors. I I thought that was the most they got. So to come here, you know, yeah, it's it's funny because – traveling places and stuff they're like oh you're from nashville i bet you go to the bar and every country artist is just out and about and drink they don't like they really don't especially you know when they i was gonna say when they do and they get kicked they get drunk and get kicked out or whatever any other person is doing there there's stories about it and everybody knows about it and like really you don't see people out often you know and they're saying you know they're gonna be hanging out with all these people or not like no. you're not like, and they are very guarded and it's, it's really, they stay at home with their family and, you know, have their fun at home or whatever, or have their own bar in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, it's really, they're not, um, they're, they're, it's fear for yeah. sure. It's hundred percent fear. And they might have their little, their circles that they, you know, go to house parties with and stuff. But I mean, and that's, I, I don't know Morgan, but bringing it to the Morgan thing, I mean, He's he went to a few bars and got kicked out, and that was like the talk of the town for a few weeks. Was oh, he you know did this and that and the other thing. It's like just let him. But also, who cares? Exactly. Do we not have bigger fish to fry? Like saying. literally, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, but if he was being mean to people, then he he consequences for your actions, buddy. Well, yeah, but 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 it didn't seem like no, that to like me. But fun. I don't know the whole story, yeah. but I feel like I know pretty much of the story and I thought it was really blown out of proportion. Yeah. And I, I think it's really sad that what you said, people hear one story and then they run with it and they make it bigger than what it needs to be. I don't know. Can we just get back to the music <laughs> period? Yeah, I love the songs. <laughs> you know, and, and and other people too, you know, like I, I don't know. Yeah. I just life's short. Very last thing with that being said, what do you think some of these iconic country stars, perhaps who aren't even around anymore, would make of all of this, of all of this whole climate of everything we're talking about? Like, if, you know, Johnny Cash would just flip everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I actually think, you know, this kind of stuff happened way back when. I mean, um, Waylon and Willie and Johnny all boycotted, you know, radio or the CMAs or whatever at one point in their life because they felt like the establishment wasn't treating them right. Mm-hmm. You know, Waylon didn't receive awards and my God, now he's, you know, the king country person. Do you know, like, so I think every generation is kind of like, um, when I was growing up, my mother was like, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen to you? What's happening to your your whole generation? You know, everything's wrong. And now I say that about the younger generation. They don't want to work. You know, I feel like I I've know. turned into my mother. You know what I mean? Like, so I just think everything in, in moderation, really. But if everybody would be the best they could be and be kind to others, wouldn't this be a better place? You know, I mean, it sounds so trite, but it's true. Yeah. And I'll leave it at this, you know, off of what you just said. It's, I kind of love it. Even though it like sucks and it's tumultuous, especially now, but even that's what art is always 
has been about. It's like going up against the man, the establishment, um, and not caving to it. So I thank you ladies, um, what you're doing with your business and the message you're putting out and even like passing on, you know, to the young interns I met who work for you, that mentality of do your thing, be kind and push up against the man and not let them, um, win, you know? And, uh, I think that's really strong and solid. And, you know, I know we are all busy ladies with things to do, so I won't keep you anymore. Um, and, um, but I appreciate both of you and the work that you're doing and, you know, it's just a few of us, but it takes, um, people and women, I think like us in this business to kind of turn the ship back around and, and make our art again and make it fun and, uh, liberate it again. You know, thank you for doing what you do. Uh, good luck to you. you. Back at you. And next, this is behind the scenes Operation Sex Goddess Body with Ronza, everybody. <laughs> Can't be. Take a long time. Can't, no way. Okay, MILF. MILF extraordinaire <laughs> certified. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you. Can't, Thank can't you. be con- canceled at Ronza and Co. Here we are. Thank you, ladies. Awesome. Love it. Woo.